The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Burning Man Project. Common side effects include moderate to severe confusion, partial enlightenment, utopianism, surrealism, situationism, and wild-eyed enthusiasm. If you have frequent thoughts of a transformative nature, you should continue listening immediately. Ask your life coach if you are spiritually healthy enough for this podcast. Welcome to the Burning Man Philosophical Center. I'm Caveat. Burning Man is often thought of as anti-technological. Immediacy means get off your damn phone. But it's also said that Burning Man grew up with the internet. It became pervasive in culture as the internet became pervasive in culture. Many of the same people who were making the internet what it was were involved in Burning Man. And many of the people who make the internet what it is go to Burning Man now. But Anselm Engel, who is the IT support and training coordinator for Burning Man, thinks the relationship is even deeper than that. That both Burning Man and the internet were being shaped by the same cultural and technological forces and so have had a kind of parallel evolution to the point where Burning Man can now be thought of as a cloud-based cultural system. We asked Anselm to tell us why and how as part of our iRobot theme series in this Philosophical Center podcast. Okay, Anselm. So my thinking has always been that Burning Man started as an experiment on Baker Beach, then moved to the desert and became a frontier, then spread out into the world to become a culture, and now is in a kind of high culture phase. And this has a lot to say about distribution and independence and far-flung communities, but you think that Burning Man's cultural evolution has really paralleled the evolution of information technology, and Burning Man can even be thought of as a kind of cloud-based cultural data system. Okay, so tell us about this and why you think so. What really struck me as this is this, this analog to, especially like a 90s software culture, um, mm. because when I think about it, a lot, of, a lot of Burning Man has its roots in that like 90s software culture, and then the... The geeks, the hackers, and all those people, um, you know, better for worse, and to more or lesser degree. Mm -hmm. But it, I feel, it really went through much of the same, the same motions. Like I said, mm -hmm. it, it started out as a the thing, and it became this frontier. The same way that uh, you know, a, a, an operating system could catch on. Mm -hmm. Then it becomes, like I said, a culture. It becomes you have this this group of people who are using an operating system. Right. And I'll get back to that, that in a minute because mm -hmm. operating systems are a whole other thing. Yeah. And then you have you things breaking away. It, it becomes these splinter groups of, of operating systems, uh, and and I'm really not sure that we can we can maintain this 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 facade of what we used to call user groups, you know, the Mac user group, and the Linux user group, and the PC Windows user group back in the day. That analogy, that same kind of structure, still holds when we're looking at places like San Francisco, or we have oh, we have the East Bay burner community, we have the San Francisco burner community, the South Bay burner community, we have, you know, the California burner community. But once you get further afield, you get to places where there aren't communities. There's individuals mm -hmm. or couples or maybe families or you know extremely small circles of friends right. um, that aren't physically tied into the larger the larger nexus. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where it becomes, it makes that jump from, from the user community to, to the cloud. And the other thing that's, 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 that's classic or typical, I should say, of, of modern cloud computing is that you have, you have the mirror. You have the, the main instance on a server somewhere, and then mm -hmm. you mirror the data locally. 
So, right. you know, my phone is going to have, um, you know, my, my, my music collection on it, um, and it's, it's going to be tied to the main server, but if I lose connection, it's going to have a local copy of that. Right. Um, and if I decide I don't like the song, I delete it. Uh, next time my phone gets, gets connection, it goes to the server and deletes on the server. Mm-hmm. And likewise, if the server gets some new information, once my phone connects, it downloads that. Right. So it functions the same way here as well for culture, because you have somebody who's who's doing their own thing, and they connect occasionally. They they, they go to meetups, they go to Bird, they go to Black Rock City, they come, you know, volunteer at mm-hmm. the HQ. You know, they somehow connect to people, and right. they get that update. And they update the culture, and the culture updates them. Right, but it's not a, it's not a continuous... No. Communication. And I think you're absolutely right about that. I think there are ways in which various nodes in Burning Man's cultural network uh, do... So, some of them are in continuous communication with others, but some of them, you're right, really do sort of uh, go dis- disconnect for a period of time and then and then reconnect and then disconnect again. Yeah, yeah. and in some cases, you see them in not connecting to, to the mothership, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is a classic example of hitting the main server, but it's, it acts as a cloud where it's... it's it's not stored in any real tangible sense in the same way. Right. In a way that's actually connected. There's no, there's no meaningful connection between the data set and the physical storage of it. Mm-hmm. So it's effectively has no location. Right. Um, and we're hitting that, but we're also hitting the other nodes. We're also hitting. Mm-hmm. It's regionals connecting. Exactly. Other regionals, the themes camps connecting other theme camps. Yeah. And so some of them do have this constant connection. Some of them just, do their own thing for a while. And right. some, some will diverge to the point where the data sets are so heavily mismatched mm-hmm. that someone has to make a, make a decision. Do we roll back one set? Do we roll the two sets together and realize we're going to have mismatches and, and a mm-hmm. drastic change to the, to the, the master set, whatever right. it is? Um, do we determine that the splinter off the, is now the master set and we take the old master set and roll that into that, um, which hasn't happened yet? Or do we spin off an entirely separate thing, which we see that happening? No, you do. You, you, have, you have, well, you have, I was going to say, not just separate events, but you have groups like Figment and Communitaire, which are, you know, emerged out of exactly. our community and are grounded in our principles, but are doing something related but different. Exactly. Yeah, they, they spun off. Yeah. They're no longer connected. They are, they are. Well, they're, they're connected, but they're not, they're not. They're connected the same way that, you know, two, two Linux builds are connected. Mm-hmm. They use the same language. Right. But they're not doing the same thing. Right. And you can't merge them. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could, but be a lot of work and yeah. very awkward, and everyone will tell you do, you're doing it wrong. But that happens. <laughs> yeah. No, there there are reasons why they are separate. Yes, they? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of it, I, I find, is uh, is end goals. You know, what what is this this particular build optimized for? What is this 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 group in this sub 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 subculture optimized for? Mm-hmm. You know, what is what is this particular mainframe optimized for? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I'm really struck by the fact that, and this has been pointed out before, but that Burning Man's evolution really does parallel the Internet's evolution in, in a number of ways. Um, you know, Burning Man really started as an experiment in the mid to late 80s, and it's at the time when the Internet was really, you know, just sort of beginning as a widespread experiment. Burning Man's frontier period in the 90s overlaps very much with the period when the internet was the wild, wild west. And its development into a series of cultural norms that were more and more broadly 
exposed to the wider world or that the wider world was more and more exposed to and even eventually started to adopt and and to some extent co-op seem to coincide in the same way. Now we're talking about Burning Man's uh, development as a culture being, metaphorically speaking, uh, along the same set of processes that the computational sharing of information across vast networks is occurring. Is this, is this weird? No, it's completely appropriate. It's, it's, because here's the thing. If we, we ask ourselves, did one of these cause the other? Mm-hmm. We can never answer that. But if we ask ourselves, are they both products of a period in time mm-hmm. when uh, human culture, specifically American, Western American culture, was looking at uh, the evolution of subcultures mm-hmm. and the idea of intentionally influencing culture to move in certain directions... Well, yeah, now you had two, two scions of, of this, two, <laughs> two different Linux builds, as it were. Mm-hmm. You had those people focusing on the internet and going, what can we do with this, this nascent culture? It is not yet a thing. Right. It will become a culture. Right. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happening on the Burning Man of things. At some point, fairly early on, I mean, I wasn't around necessarily 30 years ago, but right. fairly early on, I got the impression that there was a, a distinct recognition that this is going to be something. Mm-hmm. Let's try and steer it a little bit. Yeah. You know, maybe not control it, but give it an ethos. Give it a, I used to say a goal, but give it a, some sort of of direction, a master question to, mm-hmm. to chew on. Um, so they have two, two things which are not yet culture, but will become culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people who are members of it believe it will become culture. And then you impose upon that this idea that you are creating your own culture. Mm-hmm. You're intentionally creating your own culture. What mm-hmm. you do now matters, and it matters right. because it will become history and tradition, mm-hmm. um, both on the internet and pretty man culture. And shock and awe, people who are interested in one are probably also interested well, in the other. I was going to say there's, there's also it's also not coincidental that some of the same people were involved. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. But, but again, you're 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 doing an interesting thing where one of these it's almost like you're running two different petri dishes with mm-hmm. the same inoculation. Um, and one of them is is doing things entirely online, mm-hmm. um, which in the beginning, I mean, back in the '90s, it was all cyber everything and online this, and right. it was very, very strongly suggested that your physical body does not matter. Mm-hmm. It is entirely virtual, right? Intentionally and virulently virtual. Versus Burning Man had the opposite effect, the opposite idea. The idea of we are building our culture, but we are building our culture around immediacy and presence. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, you can phone it in, literally speaking. Yeah. Um, but why would you? Right. Um, that goes against the premise of the whole exercise. Exactly. Yeah. But now, still, now you have this, these 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 things that are coming out of this idea of we can consciously create a culture, we can influence a culture. We should think about that when we do things. Mm-hmm. And let them evolve for a while. Uh, and, uh, and sure enough, both of them create this, first of all, this concept of, um, <laughs> was it uh, e unum pluribus? <laughs> out of many one? Mm-hmm. This idea of starting out with, you know, you well, have... Well, e pluribus unum is out of many one. E unum pluribus would be out of one many. Exactly. Well, either way, really, I mean, <laughs> with there. But it's, it's the idea of you starting with, with the single mind and the single... You know, computer that is not hooked up to the internet, mm-hmm. and then by making that jump and saying this person is now part of this culture mm-hmm. and this computer is now part of this network, that creates this this shared sense of right c- 
community really literally come you know, together. Mm -hmm. And from that, you have this idea of once you have a network, you have a shared a shared mind, a shared culture. Mm -hmm. um, you start first of all replicating, and then you start deviating. Right. Um, and then you start having to choose whether to replicate or deviate. Mm -hmm. So in other words, um, let's say you have somebody who comes up with a new musical style. Right. And at first people just imitate that. And they say, oh, we have this new musical style and people are playing it and we're going to call it, I don't know, jazz, ragtime, rock and roll, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Hip-hop, ragas, I mean, you know, take your, your pick here. Um, and then people start iterating on that and changing it. And now you have to choose, okay, is this still close enough to the original template? Is this still adhering to where it is within that definition or is it now outside of this definition? You have to mm -hmm. choose which of these is in or is it out. Right. Um, and that creates that shared culture and that creates both internet culture and Burning Man culture. And then you have this, within that, you have different factions that determine, okay, this is within that and this is a variation within that and this is classically that. Mm -hmm. So you have not just your in-circle and your out-circle, but you have your in-circle and your sub-circles within that circle. Right. Um, and then in the out circle, you have subcircles around that. Mm -hmm. And these are these are your nodes. This is your 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 cloud that you go back to. You know, this is your your social circle. Mm -hmm. um, this is your Black Rock City or your other burn. Right. Your spinoff. The final step then is that people started looking at the internet. It had gotten everywhere. It's huge. It's enormous. Mm -hmm. And started working with location-based things. Right. All of a sudden, you have your phone. You go find my friends. Where, mm -hmm. where, where are my friends? Where's the local restaurant? Where can I find a gas station? Um, and on the Burning Man side, you had ePlaya mm -hmm. in the beginning. And then you have Facebook groups. And you have these other ways of taking the Burning Man ethos out of the location and making it anywhere. Right. Right. A couple of things that... Occur to me one one is that to some extent I have a, I have a suspicion of metaphors like this just because there's always an attempt to connect something to the highest level of technology we have available. You look at the metaphors for the brain throughout history, for example, and they were always whatever the biggest technology we have is now. Well, water fountains, you know, we've got mechanical water fountains. The brain is like a mechanical water fountain. No, steam engines. Oh, well, you know, the brain is like a steam engine. And, and you know, oh, computers. Well, the brain is clearly a computer. Um, none of these metaphors were actually useful to describe the brain per se. It was just that we have something incredibly difficult to describe. Therefore, we use the highest technology we can. I think to some extent, there's a, there's a comparison like that to be made with culture where, all right, well, you know, we're, we're, we have a difficult cultural phenomenon to describe. We're going to look at the, the biggest technology we have. So on the, on the one hand, I have a certain skepticism about it. But on the other hand, I'm, I'm really struck by the way in which when modernism emerged um, from the late 1800s into, you know, the, the, the early mid 1900s, um, you it wasn't just the scientific movement. It wasn't just an artistic movement. It wasn't just the social movement. It was all of them. There was this whole notion of, of, rea of reality and discontinuity and industrialization mechanism that were all happening at once. And it, it affected everything that there was to be affected. Um, you know, it, it changed art. Art became modernist. It changed 
industry and science. They 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 surged forward in and not in the ways that they had been. There was a clear distinction between the natural philosophy, which was science that was practiced before, and science that was practiced now. You had evolution. You had you had Freudianism. You 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 had to relativity um, emerging out of this and. And likewise, society became reorganized around modernist lines. I wonder if we're not seeing something similar happen beginning in, you know, in small stages in the late 80s and moving into the early 90s and continuing through now, where modernism was, was all about atomization. It, it was all about you know, separation and uh, looking carefully at individual things. And now you're, you're seeing a new meta-movement that is reconnecting them in different ways. Because what we're talking about are nodes, our, our connections between them, our various ways of sharing and distributing information across them, that, that we're seeing a kind of meta movement here between, that involves both Burning Man as a physical phenomenon and the internet as a technological phenomenon and that both encompass artistic movements and, and so on. That this is, that, that at some level this is, maybe we're seeing another kind of movement like modernism that we just haven't recognized yet that is emerging and we're being seen in these phenomenon. No, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's two things. It's, it's to tackle the first point about where we tend to uh, look at technology and use that as a template for, for our culture. Mm -hmm. I think this goes a little beyond that. Mm -hmm. And specifically because if we look at computers, phones, the internet, these are things designed to communicate. Mm -hmm. They're essentially designed to uh, act as tools of socialization for humans. Mm -hmm. uh, so, of course, we're going to create a system that mirrors our understanding of our culture mm. because it's designed to um, be a, a, what's the word, uh, a surrogate for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think unlike... Unlike the steam engine or the water fountain, there's a bit more, a bit more there there. Mm -hmm. um, now that having been said, I feel like there's a very strong sense uh, coming into um, into the late seventies and eighties and the nineties of disconnection mm -hmm. of a sort of dearth of culture in the Western U.S. Modernism is alienating. I mean, it, it absolutely is. is. It is, yeah. So, of course, there would be a, a, a swing back of the pendulum mm -hmm. where, on one hand, yes, people are using this technology to reconnect and, okay, finally move to the point where it is no longer, you know, oh, the close family is no longer the circle of friends you've known all your life. You're trying to find something new, some new social group, and people are grasping at that, and we're seeing... You start saw it starting way back in the day with knitting circles and car clubs and what have you. And now mm -hmm. we have you know user groups, and then we have meetups, and now we have people playing you know Pokemon Go and finding new people in the street that way. Right. But I think that Burning Man culture, in many ways, came out of the same impetus. That same impetus of we're seeing a a a disconnect and alienation, and how do we get back into life? How do we reconnect? How do we feed ourselves that immediacy? How do we experience that? dirt under our feet, mm -hmm. literally metaphorically. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think you're absolutely right. They, they do have a shared, a shared basis, and I feel like that shared basis is a, um, what's a zeitgeist? Mm -hmm. <laughs> to use a million dollar word. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess this, the question this brings to mind is, do you see them 
replicating or diverging from one another going forward? I mean, this, this is actually the sort of ultimate question that I think the AI series that we're, the iRobot series that we're doing now is, is, is asking is, you know, where does Burning Man culture and the emerging culture of AI technology, where do they connect, where do they diverge? Okay, so <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I haven't thought about it in those terms exactly. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying here is going to be a little bit half-baked, a little more than usual, which is already quite, pretty, quite bad. But it seems to me, um, I'm going to bring in two metaphors here, which are not at all in any way, shape, or form related to each other, but we'll make them work. Okay. So on one hand, you have... Um, you have technology, modern technology kind of permeates our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where, you know, working with a computer was a thing. That was a job. Mm -hmm. um, and now we all do that. We all have these little shiny slabs in our pocket that can call anyone in the world and have Wikipedia at our fingertips. Right. Um, we all work on laptops every day, regardless whether we're, you know, actually a programmer or we're somebody who works, you know, swinging a hammer right. for a construction firm, you're still doing your spreadsheets, you're still doing your invoices at the end of the day on a computer. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I don't think that's really crashed into humanity so much as just grown into it. Mm -hmm. Sort of, if I can get really nerdy here, sort of like the um, uh, the, 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 the scene in, in X-Men where they, they put the, 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 the metal on Wolverine's bones. Okay, It's not supplanting the bones. It's not really changing. It's right. just infusing mm -hmm. binding to it's binding to exactly yeah um and it is it's altering sure mm -hmm. uh, it's strengthening in some ways um but it's it's binding in a way that becomes part of it you know you can't just rip that out and have things be okay mm -hmm. because they're not going to calmly go back to the way they were you're going to cause serious damage right um so take that image and stash it for now the other thing we're dealing with that was technology, looking at Burning Man culture and looking at kind of in many ways this intentional building of subcultures based around a reconnection or based around an immediacy or based around an appreciation for art mm -hmm. or what have you is, and I've seen this a lot, you have this, this nexus where this starts. Uh, in our case, that would be that classic beach burn way back in the day with the you know 12 foot tall man. Mm -hmm. um, and it starts, and initially it's it's fantastic for a small number of people. And looking back at it now, we go, what was the big deal? That wasn't that weird or that, that out there. But at the time, it was this nexus of like, whoa, we have this whole new way of doing things. Yeah. And then it grew and people got really into it. And then it got weird mm -hmm. and it got very intense. Mm -hmm. um, and you create this pressure cooker of this culture evolving and kind of coming into being over. 10, 15 years? Mm -hmm. Not much time. Mm -hmm. I mean, a quarter of a lifetime. Right. If that. And then you have this moment where this culture start to, starts to expand. And as it expands, it does two things. It becomes diluted, mm -hmm. and it affects the larger culture. Right. So the metaphor I'm going to use here is, is taking that drop of highly concentrated food coloring mm -hmm. and dropping it in a glass of water. Mm -hmm. um, what was initially this deep, 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 almost black, blue, or red, or whatever, what have you, yeah. now it becomes this very light blue, mm -hmm. or light, light pinkish tinge, right. where we've traded that impossibly intense 
thing mm -hmm. for something that is much milder and much less affecting, but it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we're not there yet. You know, we are neither everywhere nor toothless. Right. Um, but that's kind of the direction it, it would trend. So in that sense, what's the collision course here? Well, there is no collision course any more than, you know, having, having one thing binding to an, an object and another one also binding to it and infusing it. They're not colliding. They're not reacting with each, with, with each other necessarily at all. They're reacting with the body they're both connecting to. Mm -hmm. So is Burning Man and, and technology going to collide? Is it going to affect each other? Not directly. Burning Man is going to affect humanity, and humanity is going to affect technology, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But it's always going to go through that medium of larger culture, of humanity, of whatever you want to call it, the, the, the substrate. Right, but they, they could be pushing in different directions. Oh, sure. They could. And, and that happens all the time, and we'll see perhaps a balance. Uh, well, but so where, where do you see the, 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 the point, the different pressure points? I mean, the classic example, of course, is, is the, the cell phones on the playa. Mm -hmm. Um, the other ones I see is that nobody really makes a big deal about the anonymity of the internet anymore. Mm. No one makes a big deal of the, you could be anywhere. Right. Um, instead we see more of this, you could be anywhere, but you seem to be in this room. Mm -hmm. You create a presence by right. having a face on the screen that's talking to you in real time. Right. Not just a disembodied voice. Mm -hmm. Um, so there you have pretty man ethos that immediacy spilling over into the technology world. Mm -hmm. Now, is you know, are, are we causing that? Or is it are they both stemming from the same impetus of, of create more connection? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but I feel like they're they're not necessarily at odds as much as we like to think. Mm -hmm. um, and likewise, you know, it's it's people always talk about, oh, there's too much technology out these events. Well, how does the art get built? People are out there with iPads running around, right. you know, right. GPS, <laughs> finding the coordinates, right. you know, oh, hold on, here's the blueprints, I'll email them to you. Yeah. Um, so there's a tension, but it's also, because they're both suffusing the larger body, they are affecting and making each other possible. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. That's kind of my take on that. There we go. <laughs> Anson Michael, thank you so much. Absolutely, thank you. been listening to an interview with Anselm Engel, IP Support and Training Coordinator for Burning Man. I'm Caveat, and this has been a podcast of the Burning Man Philosophical Center. The Philosophical Center is a Larry Harvey production with casting by Stuart Mangrum, production help by Jay Knizzle, theme music by Ariel Cruz. Be sure to check out our theme series, iRobot, on the Burning Man Journal. That's journal.burningman.org. And remember the Philosophical Center motto, belief is thought at rest. Mm -hmm.